Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here today with one other Infinity Bro. I am joined today by my co-host, Robbie Sodder. Robbie, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, having a great night. I'm super excited to be here and talk about uh, so many excellent things that have been happening the last few days. Things have been happening the last few days. I can many, confirm that. Many things, yeah. Many Definitely, things. There have been things. That have occurred. There we go. Events are happening. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening, you're here to listen to us chat about The Last of Us. And so we're going to chat about The Last of Us episode two today titled Infected. We're excited to chat about that. And we'll also muse about a couple other things. I got a couple other side things uh, for nerd news today that I will drop on Robbie. Robbie has no idea that I prepared some of this. Um, nor did he have any idea I prepared him uh, for some would you rather questions in our pre-show. If you are interested in hearing more of us at the end of the show, make sure you check out our Patreon episode that happened for 30 minutes prior to the show where we talked about would you rather and uh, what was your favorite would you rather question on the pre-show, Robbie? Oh, man, I really liked I don't think because it was the would you rather, but I was really excited about the the the, the breakfast draft. Yeah, the breakfast draft. We did a breakfast draft. We should do an entire podcast on just drafting bre- breakfast. We'll do a draft, a breakfast draft sometime. Okay. We're going to do it. So we asked those questions. Check out those things on the Patreon episode today. We're excited to get into it. Um, caveat two on the episode. We tried to get a third co-host. There's six of us on the show. If this is your first time listening, we are a revolving cast of six. One of our co-hosts, dear friend of mine, might not be a friend of Robbie's anymore didn't uh wasn't able to make it today for whatever reason communication was lapsed there was a sever in communication who is that is zane infinity bro zane who's zane you you're you're pleading amnesia that's what you're pleading i don't know who that person is it sounds like a man there you go and well he was our last of us player had played the games so unfortunately if you're somebody that's last of us fan and you're looking for a review that has people that have played the game. Unfortunately, you're not going to get that this episode. So jokes on you. You, we already have the download from you. So it doesn't matter if you don't listen anymore, but if uh, that doesn't tickle your fancy, I promise we'll still give a great review. Uh, We do like television and movies, so we will give a great review of it still. And Robbie is currently playing the last of us. So I I have played through this portion of the game. I think normally I wouldn't say that, but I think for this show in particular, that's an important caveat to put out there. On the front end, and we're only we're a couple minutes in, so you already, I already got your downloads. So I don't care, but um, yeah. So, Robbie, how are things going in life? Uh, a, a question for you: uh, Are you on the Last of Us? Uh, we don't have to rate the show right now, but are you like on the Last of Us craze right now with HBO Max? Uh, I am on the craze. I am at that point where I really wish I could binge watch this. Mm. right it's it's hbo max and, and and disney still do the weekly uh uh releases which is okay the problem right now that i'm having is there's no other show it's just the last of us where in the fall there was lord of the rings there was mm-hmm. there was football and then there was um uh house of the dragon so there was many things to like entertain me Right now, it's The Last of Us and then only football on the weekends. So Two football games left. That's, yeah, three, technically, uh, for the season. Um, but the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, you're right, you're right, so sorry. I, I, I'm i having to fill my time with other things, and I just want to binge watch The Last of Us because sure. it's so gripping that I just want to be in that world. And right now, I, I can't. I can't get any more, and I have to wait three more days uh, as of the time of this recording. I'm kind of surprised Disney plus hasn't had something in the chamber for right now. Like I'm surprised they haven't looked at the the slate and gone like, you know what? End of January, let's throw in a B plus Marvel show or a yeah. side quest, star Wars and or esque. not that everybody loved Andor, but I'm saying like something that could fill in the gap there's just this kind of wide range right now before things pick back up with tales of the jedi should have came out right now that's a good and it should have been it. a weekly thing because mm-hmm. they re- they released tales of the jedi as all of it i believe um and it was just like here it is but it was also during when andor was going on it's like why not wait 
Yeah. Why aren't you waiting? Mm. Like, so I, that would be my. Th- there is the Bad Batch, so there are people that are watching the Bad Batch and enjoying that. Um, I have not kept up to date with the Bad Batch, so I'm not. But I'm sure uh, others are. Like, I know Infinity Bro Jarrett and Infinity Bro Isaac are all in on the Bad Batch, so they do have something else. Right now, I just don't. We also want to get to a iTunes review we received. You oh, can yeah. leave us an iTunes review for our podcast. If you are willing, we would love to do that. We will read it on the show like I'm about to. You also can leave us a review on Spotify. We're up to 20 reviews on Spotify. Wow. Uh, thank you so much. And 4.8, I believe, is our score right now. So if you didn't leave us a five on there, you're dead to us. That's a well-reviewed podcast. Yeah. I. <laughs> Every good podcast I've ever heard has all five-star ratings, Robbie. Nobody ever disagrees with any podcast. That, that's good. That's good. That's good. This comes from Ben's Zachary. So it's B-N, lowercase z, followed by an uppercase z. There is no space. Zachary, this was left on the 11th, the two weeks ago. Uh, we apologize. Uh, is it Ben or Zachary? I don't know. Ben Zach? I don't know. Ben Zachary. Uh, we apologize. Ben Zachary. I, we, didn't, we didn't say it on the last episode, so my apologies. Uh the title is Best Marvel Show I've Listened to So Far. Uh, he says, I first oh. met the Infinity Bros at Twin Cities Con. They were there on behalf of their show, and I was there on behalf of DailyPlanetDC.com. They were very welcoming and kind, so I thought I'd find their show and give it a listen. It's just as great as they are, and I've been listening ever since. Your fan-filled commentary captures insight into our shows, movies, comics, and even more. I sometimes uh, and, and more that I sometimes haven't thought of. I enjoy hearing the differences in perspectives from each bro. Their diverse opinions over polite conversation remind me that constructive criticism from opposing stances can still exist without harmful shouting matches. I love that most about this show. I've only listened to episodes since November 2022, but I already know that this will be a ritualistic listen in my ever-expanding podcast library. Um, Five out of five stars... Robbie, uh, it's customary. I rate these. I'm going to give this a 5.5 out of six. Wow. Obviously, as though that no, I'm going to give it a high rating. This is a high rating. That is that's high praise. That is very uh, it's high very praise. high praise for me. I but my problem. We're missing a shout or a slight at Infinity Brosine. Uh, that is the bit that it's a bit. I've stuck to it and I have I, I can't get rid of it now through 73 reviews. I can't do that. So um, just a tremendous review, though. And, and Ben Zickery. All, all you had to do was say, I love the insight of the five Infinity Bros. I wish there was six. Oh, the, the rating shoots through the moon, right? Like then, like I think we posterize that. That's that's hanging up on our office. Wall, like that's right? all anyone has to say. If anyone just comes on and says, this show is a, obviously it has, only goes to five on there, but goes, this is a five out of five. The only thing I wish is that there was six bros instead of five. That, six out of six. Is that a six out of six? I, I think if somebody even leaves a review, I, I'm 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 at the point where I'm looking for a new review that all it says is Infinity Rosane sucks. Whatever the rating is, I don't care. I'm probably going to give you a six out of six. Just say Zane sucks. I, I haven't. You seen could him. shorten it up to Zane sucks. It's really not that much work if you're a first time listener. Like even if we if we aren't good, totally fine. Leave us a yeah. one out of five review. We're to, we totally get it. Just attack Zane, and honestly, we're probably going to thank you on the way out for it. <laughs> Thank you for your thank you for your comment. Have a blessed time. <laughs> Brutal. The Ben Zachary review. Did you get a chance to meet uh, Mr. Zachary when you were at Twin Cities Con, Robbie? I I I couldn't tell you if it was this certain person. Uh, it was someone that Isaac I know had talked to. Um, but there was a few different people that Isaac had connected with because him and him and Mark were there longer than I was. I was only there for a few hours. Um. So it's either one of the artists that we met or it was a guy that actually found us, found Isaac again later. Um, and they had talked for a, a longer period of time. Um, and the guy, yeah, seemed generally interested and chatted with us and seemed very nice. So, yeah, really appreciate that. And I, like we've been talking about these con things more and going to these more and doing that and just connecting. And I think that just that alone, getting one guy who's like, this show's awesome. Um, is a hundred percent worth it because I think, uh, from the production team all the way to the talent, I think our show is is top notch. Yeah, and I mean it's it's one of those reviews that you kind of when you start out in podcasting, you really desire a review like this. Yeah, 
one, yes, he 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 acknowledges his other show, uh, his work in it too. But just to go like, hey, we made this connection in a community setting. I really liked checking them out, and I personally like. We make a lot of jokes about shouting matches and talking over each other and yeah. doing all sorts of gobbledygook, and just to hear somebody appreciate, I think what our end goal is as a team. And that's to, we're not going to agree on everything and we're not apologetic for that. And, uh, I, I think there are civil conversations in this setting that I think we convey really well. And I think it's what, what makes our podcast so special and unique compared to others. So I completely appreciate it. And this one was a little more, to be honest, Robbie, this one was a little more special. So I'm glad we could take a couple minutes to highlight it and celebrate this one as a team. so So, yeah, so Ben Zachary, thank you uh, from the bottom of our heart. We're, we're appreciative of you, and we're thankful you're part of our, the Infinity Bros universe. And uh, if you're listening for the first time, seriously, leave us a review and make fun of Zane, and we'll read it on the show. We promise. Uh, yeah. And we won't wait 15 days like we did with this one. So let's get into The Last of Us, episode two, uh, the TV series that has taken over HBO Max. Before we get into any of that, I want to make sure that you, as a listener, are familiar with how we rate things. You heard us rate some things earlier, so I want to make sure you're familiar with that. We're going to put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity snap. And then before we dive into anything about The Last of Us, if you're like Robbie or myself and you have not played the video game, we want to make sure that you're familiar that we're going to be spoiling some things. We're going to be spoiling this episode, uh, Robbie might be speaking about future terms from the game's perspective. I am not looking into spoilers, so I might accidentally spoil something. Uh, it's funny with a show like this, you can't, re- you don't really have to, uh, what's the way I'm trying to say? Uh, you, you can pontificate about it, but you really can go figure it out if you'd like what's going to happen. Right. So um, uh, this is a spoiler warning for those that are like me and Robbie that have not fully played the game. This is... Prepare yourself. And Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Uh, Robbie, The Last of Us video game. You said you've been playing it right now. Uh, just from a video game perspective, you're playing along while watching it, which I've heard a lot of people rave is a really good decision. Talk about that experience so far before we talk about the show itself. And go ahead and give me a loose rating of what you think the game is playing it through however many chapters you've played. So I, I'm basically right after this chapter um, and the game is amazing. And, and to tie it in with this show is incredible because uh, I, I have to shout out Jay Buck. And I think I did this last time I was on the pod, but Jay Buck has been doing these comparison videos where he shows like scenes in the video game and scenes from the show and how like how well they've matched things up is incredible. They are, this is what this is what the fans of these video games want. We don't want you to halo the bit. It is, it's not your IP to play. I suppose it is your IP to play with, but it's not your IP to play with. Cause if you play with it, the fans will attack you and you will not have a second season. If you just, you can, you can tinker, right? Like you can tinker a little bit. There, there, there are, has to be changes that we'll talk about further on in the pod. There has to be changes here or there that in, and I think some fans diehards can piss and moan about it. And I think we can move on. But if you are honest to the story that we, the video game, the people who play the video game loved, we will love the show. Stop trying to tinker with things. Stop making master chief's helmet come off. Don't do that. Don't make Sonic a humanoid. <laughs> okay. Just give us the story we want. Hmm. Give us the story that's already written. Uncharted. Uncharted is another great example. Give us the story we fell in love with on the big screen, and we will say, thank you, please, can I have another? Hmm. That That's my two cents. That's what needs to happen with these. You were very vocal about Halo. Yeah. You were very vocal yeah. about the disdain of that show. So if this is your first time listening, I would encourage you to go back and check out some episodes where Robbie reviews Halo. I think they're very, I think they're very insightful. I'm very angry, actually. <laughs> He's a very angry person. I was very, I was very passionate. I don't know how well my, my reviewing was, but I was passionate 
about it. So if you enjoy the passion of it, then go ahead. I did not watch. And that was a show that was on my radar because of how much I participated in Halo when I was a kid. I didn't watch because of you. And I feel pretty okay about it. (laughs) So I have a master. You probably can't see it. This will be for YouTube. I do. I I see the Master Chief. I have a Master Chief helmet. Like if I was Master Chief, that would be on my head. I, I think you're the master chief of this podcast. You're certainly better than Zane. I'll tell you that right now. Who? Exactly. In the context of video games and TV and movies, this just feels like a shift that's occurring. Similar. The only way I can kind of describe this is this feels like how Marvel and DC movies were before the Marvel Cinematic Universe came along. Yeah. This feels like some are good, some are not. Uh, it feels like the cinematic people are going, we have to make these changes with the story because our version and mode of storytelling is not conducive to the 30 hour of gameplay you take with the character you're playing, whether yep. it's PS4 or Xbox, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, but I don't buy that. And I think the last of us is really proving that any narrative can really work as long as you fill in the appropriate gaps, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but also you actually have opportunities based on how you write to fill in gaps and give more context while also allowing the audience who knows what's coming to be surprised because they've made decisions that are different from the game while keeping the major themes of the game. And I've really appreciated hearing from guys like, Zane talk about that and Isaac talk about that on our previous episode. You can check that out. Episode 149. I I think overall though, we're, we're watching a shift. This show is going to really push everybody to do this. I think you'll see, I've joked about kingdom hearts, but I've always said kingdom hearts would make a killer cartoon show uh, on a weekly basis for kids. I think it'd make it probably would. No, it would if if done correctly. And I think, But like Super Mario Brothers, you're going to see that movie coming out soon. I know Sonic has had a ton of success. The Witcher series has been. Yeah, you guys loved that series. Love Uh, the Witcher series. It was hit or miss, right? I just think these companies, this is very similar to the superhero craze. I think we're going to see more video games take more shots like this. And there's tons of great stories that haven't been explored that have opportunities to be explored in the video game world. So I... I fully see that. I know Twisted Metal is coming out in the future, too, with Anthony Mackie. And just to give my take on it is I think the problem has been is that a lot of these companies are taking these IPs and they're taking the character that people love and they're making their own story with it. And the stories mm-hmm. aren't as good as just the general story that we already have. Mm-hmm. The The thing that I'm OK with um, and uh Cyber. So there, there's a there's a anime on Netflix called Cyberpunk uh, uh, Ridge Runner. I think it's Ridge Runner, um, which is a whole s- secondary side story to Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is an okay game. Yeah. Um, I play like 50 hours of it or so. It's enjoyable. It has a it has a pretty decent story. It's an okay game. But this anime is just its own story. It's its own thing, and I can appreciate that and I enjoy it. But if it would have been about the story that I already played and then they just decide to do whatever they want with it, then I have an issue. Yeah. Like, I don't take like it's the same thing with Master Chief. If you give me Master Chief in Halo and you make it the story that I know and I love and you give me the character that I know and I love, I would have been thrilled. I would have I would have been very happy and they probably would have done a lot better and got a second season. And they have opportunities with there, there's there's video games that have come out recently. I think of like Destiny. I'm like, yeah, there are opportunities yeah. to do what they were trying to do with Halo in games like Destiny that have storylines, but they're not that mainstream. Uh, I, you I can just make whatever story you want with those. Hundred percent. I think there's video games out there. Fortnite's a great example of this. I think you could totally attempt to make a game a movie about that game and build your own story with an appropriate audience and appropriate premise. Well, I think even Sonic is kind of a good example of that. Yeah, exactly. Sonic's a great example because Sonic like has like a kind of story, but not like really, but as long as you're, yeah, as long as you're a funny hedgehog that's beating Dr. Robotnik, I'm happy with it. Yeah. That's the premise, right? Creepy humanoid hedgehog. uh, I'm good. (laughs) 
Gosh, and what a good one. move by them. Sorry, I just just shout out to them again for making that change. What a they're going to get three movies out of it because they made a simple change and they listened I mean, to the fans. When we, when we reviewed that, I mean, we it, it, that was our feedback as well. We really were critical of it, and I'm impressed that they they had the guts to make good that for call. Them. That was a big Absolutely. decision to make, but it, it paid off. The Last of Us is on HBO Max. Episode two streamed uh, this last Sunday, January 22nd. The title is Infected. We talked about episode one the previous week, too. Uh, The premise of the show is after a global pandemic destroys civilization, hardened survivor takes charge of a 14-year-old girl who may be humanity's last hope. Stars Pedro Pascal as Joel Miller. Bella Ramsey as Ellie Williams. Gabriel Luna is Tommy Miller. Great to see Gabriel Luna back after his stint with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Pierce plays Perry. Philip A. Kavats plays the male clicker. Additionally, it's important to note he also is not voicing the character. The video game clickers are voicing the clickers in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was a nice touch. And I know a lot of video game people are very pleased about that. And then Anator playing Teresa Tess. Servopoulos. Uh, I got to tell you, Anatorv is a huge, uh, big fan of Anatorv. I was one of the biggest fringe fans during that season of show. I think she's an underrated actress. I, I think you made a joke on this one of our podcasts, Robbie Holly. If I like an actress and she's not in the MCU, I'll immediately go, what MCU character could she play? Right. I did that with her the other day. And I don't, and I, I legit was like, she actually wouldn't have been a bad choice for Captain Marvel was something I said out loud. Um, to myself, I'm kind of surprised what? that she hasn't been more mainstream. Isn't she pretty old? Sure, but yeah, that'd have been that'd have been that'd have been that's a weird test. 79. Yeah, she was born in 79. Yeah, so probably a little too old for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Now that you just said that, I thought Madam Web actually. Madam Web would be a good spot for her. Yeah, it would be. Many are comparing Last of Us to Game of Thrones, uh, saying that this is kind of the show that could be taking over as the overall mainstream show. Um, It has the same music from both parts of the original video game. Mm -hmm. Um, Merle Dandridge reprised her role as Marlene from the games. I know Zane talked about that last week. Uh, It is the first HBO series to be based on a video game. Bella Ramsey vowed not to look at social media comments when her casting was announced, saying it was her first experience with a lot of negative reactions and that she was Absolute aware of all of it. Yes. Isaac talked about that last week. You can talk about that. Okay, more. good. Uh, yeah, you don't need to hit on it, but nope. it is absolutely it. BS. Nope. It's, it's ridiculous. All three of them talked about it. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss was considered for the role of Tess before Anna Torv. I'm really glad Anna Torv was chosen. Um, also J.D. Pickens-Smith was considered for the role of Marlene Mm. uh, as well and this will obviously cover the first series of The Last of Us video game series The Last of Us was created by Craig Mazine and Neil Druckmann Neil Druckmann obviously is the creative director and writer of this Um, so his involvement is very evident in this show it's evident that he is getting all the say of how things are, but also allowing certain shifts to occur. Uh, we talked about this pre-show, but I'm going to talk about it right now. Some of the things that are different, and this is one of those spoiler warnings, which I wanted to put in there. Uh, it, the spores are different. So in the game, yeah. the way it works is the the spores are airborne, and that's why they've got to wear masks. And so a majority of the time that communication occurs, masks are on. Well, the feedback with Pedro Pascal being in this was – He's the Mandalorian. He's going to have to wear another mask. Blah, 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 right. blah. Zane made that joke last week. They've deviated from that, which I think was a wise move. As somebody who doesn't play the game, I think this was a really good move. Yeah. You make a villain that is able to be seen, but also it creates, I think, to me as a viewer, a more sense of doom and gloom when you're seeing how how big these these tendrils are. Showrunner Craig Mazine explained that this change came out of a need to build a bit of more believability into the world. If we put spores in the air, he said, it would be pretty clear that they would spread around everywhere and everybody would have to wear a mask all the time. It's a welcome change that would have been robbed of Pedro Pascal's wonderfully expressive face. That comes from Kotaku.com. But the interview was with Variety that he gave that review. Robbie, did you like that shift? 
Pedro Pascal needs his face revealed because he's just a fantastic man. He's he's everyone's dad. Everyone loves Pedro Pascal. Um, but I, I like that shift because I think it does make sense. Because if like the video game, you can show spores like, oh, this is a green area with like the spores jumping around. Like, I think it, that would look a little jarring on screen. And I think the question would be like, well, what if there's just wind like <laughs> Like, it just doesn't make sense for spores to be the thing infecting me because, like, how would you ever avoid it? Because I think that is that is a, a flaw, I would say, in the games. Like, you can't avoid a spore. Right. Um. So I think it makes sense. And I, I, I enjoy that. I think the route they chose is a more scientifically, like, accurate route for something like this to spread because it is, like, a living, moving fungal infection another change that happens is joel didn't get infected because of the atkins diet so if you remember in episode one sarah doesn't make pancakes because they were out of flour mm-hmm. so they couldn't have contaminated food so that's why the tendrils couldn't get in their systems which is why those two weren't infected and then joel makes the joke but is serious that he's on the atkins diet so they're not yeah. eating anything flour that is contaminated um additionally the infection spread um I'm sorry. Uh, additionally, the infection uh, was is connected. And I actually, to me, I had no idea. I thought this was part of the games, but I loved the concept of like everything's connected. Hive. So if, yeah. if you step on this, they're all going to know you're, where you are. I think that's a great zombie feature that is a different take on the zombie narrative, but also really, I think, sets up the season as a whole to be running from this mob of clickers i'm really excited about that so robbie let's go ahead and rate episode one before we get into episode two what is your rating of episode one just quick quick thoughts on that because we reviewed it last episode oh my gosh episode one is a six episode one was it's so jarring and even as someone that knew like the big part that was going to happen like it was still like so emotionally hitting um and i think and i think that's a big task because a lot of shows that's that's a buildup. Like that's a buildup. Like you build up like that relationship with uh, Joel's daughter for a few episodes. And then you're like, you rip it away. Um, so for them to make that hit as hard as it did in 40 minutes is incredible. So yeah, six out of six. It, it hits so well. Six out of six for me too. That's an infinity snap still. The thing that really was impactful about that episode was obviously Sarah, but then you get into the boy that just wanders into Boston Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was just really like – I think both of those scenes really just worked really well back to back and really gives you exactly what you need to follow and care about Joel but also know how messed up he is when he gets 20 years later. Episode one was great. I, I, When I was building my rating originally, I kind of thought, oh, maybe I'll give it a 5.8 because there were some slow parts in the middle of the episode that I feel like could have been cut or like – just a couple of conversations that I felt were a little long, but I just, I couldn't not give it a six because I didn't know anything about the show and I was immediately hooked. And so to me, you do your job. That's a six out of six. We can, because that other stuff could catch up to you later when you get to episode two through, I believe 10 episodes is how many episodes we're going to have this season. So they're for sure having a second season, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this is, this show is great. Uh, let's go ahead and get into episode two, The Infected, Robbie. Uh, go ahead and give us your broad strokes and what your thoughts are of this episode. Really quick, I'll give you those those stats that I did find. It was a... Oh, thank you, thank you, thank they you. They had you. a 22% uh, of more or like first-time viewers on the second episode, which is the highest that like a new show has ever had for HBO. So... Think of like all the great like seasons of H- uh, of Game of Thrones that have come out on HBO or like Sopranos, all these incredible shows that have come out on HBO. The Last of Us had the largest jump of like new viewers um, from one episode to another. So that that's insane. And they made tons of money off of this, like new people purchasing subscriptions. The other thing on that, and I don't have the exact number here, but. I think it was like in the 600 something percent um, of of people buying The Last of Us video game over the last like two weeks has shot up. I like, would it's imagine an astronomical number of people are buying this game, even though if, if people were wise, they would have PlayStation Plus and would have it downloaded it. It was free on it. PlayStation Plus. It yep. was I, free. 
I have which, it. Which also, I think it was free like a couple months ago when they were like pushing mm-hmm. The Last of Us, which was brilliant marketing. Um, so yeah, just those little stats for you. Um, yeah. My broad strokes on episode two, um, kind of already talked about a little bit, but it's when you have a show that understands its source material and appreciates what the fans loved and and it does feel like a show made by fans you get this you get just scenes that look like they're from the video game this looks mm-hmm. like the cut scenes from the video game like all of it and it mm-hmm. it, it, it it's so wonderful that this, that HBO has like recognized this and they're doing it this way um, because so far, both episodes are six out of six for me um, because of what they're doing. And, and I'm not I'm not bored at all because I think I think there is I think you could make an argument that in the first episode, there were moments where they're just kind of talking yeah. and obviously like giving you some insight on what's going on or you could have been like, OK, but I'm I'm ready now for like. Give me more of like, give me more of the fungi infected zombie things. Um, where in this episode, there was none of that. This episode was going from the rip and like, you were just, you're in it. And it's an hour of just like, when are, when are they coming? Right? Like when is the, when are the fun guy coming or when is the change coming or when's that next dramatic moment coming? So so far for me, it's it's a continued six out of six. I, I can't remember the last time a second episode that – and a first episode is so important. A pilot episode, your job is to get me hooked, make me want the answer to the questions you're posing while also pulling me along dramatically. And this show does it very well. Not only is episode two gripping, but it's edge of my seat. What's going to happen? The entire time. So I don't know. We're, in, we're past the spoiler ring. I didn't know Tess was going to go out that way. Never knew. Thought I thought Tess was in this show for a while. And I thought they would just drop her off at wherever they were going. That was my assumption. And to see her get infected. And I know that I've seen the clip of the original game. What happens? I know it's different. I thought this was better than the game. And I haven't played the game. I was like, no, I'm way, I'm way more appreciative of her arc here how she essentially blew up all those connected things. Yeah. It was a little weird how the thing tried to like kiss her and insert its tendrils into her mouth. That was a little strange and jarring. That was a little, that was weird. I was like, it's not just going to eat her. Like, yeah, that was the only weird thing that happened in the episode, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. But dramatically with her, like I was like, come on. Like, like I was wondering, I was like, is she going to get infected before she lights this place up? That was legit. What I thought I was like, is the third episode going to be her chasing them? That was I was like, is that what's happening here? I I was on the edge of my seat for her with the lighter. And I that's obviously the end of the episode. But what really makes this show special is Pedro Pascal. He he is so tremendous. I, I think I've said this during Mandalorian our review before, but he he's the next up and coming big actor. I mean, we talk about the era of movie stars and how good you know the Denzel Washingtons, the Tom Hanks, the uh, the the Tom Cruises are the, we're watching the golden age of television and Pedro Pascal is on the Mount Rushmore right now with this. He's taking this show and a huge reason it's so successful is him. I think I, I really do believe it's him. I think Anna Torv had a very important job clearly now that I know have a better understanding of her character and I, I love her, but Tess is so pivotal. I see why people were very judgmental about who plays this character and uh, Bella Ramsey too. Zane and Isaac talked about it, but that girl's acting her, her socks off right now. Yeah, She's just absolutely. doing a great job. She, she plays a snarky, punky girl that is charming, but incredibly disrespectful. And I love it. And I'm like you're kind of supposed to like, not like her. Yeah. I'm a little offended by her. Yeah. She kind of like, you're just like, shut up kid. But like, that's the point. Like she's doing a great job of it. Yeah. And you watch, uh, Joel Miller wrestle with his loss from episode one of his daughter. Yeah. You're watching that process every time he looks at her every time Pedro Pascal is telling me that. And, uh, I, I just really appreciate that. I, as I read more about this show and I learn more Easter eggs about it, how 
you know, the scene where they're in the water this episode, it's because she can't swim in the game. And there are literal game scenes in the game where you're trying to get her from one spot to another because she can't swim. Yeah. And they literally make a joke about that. I love that crap. That's good stuff. I think it's really good. But the clickers, man, this this is just such, Robbie, a great villain-looking thing. This is so much better than, I, I'm thinking of like masses where people are getting chased, like, I think of zombies. I think of I am legend. I think of the Chitari and Avengers. Yeah. Uh, I think of justice league when they're fighting, uh, the, Oh, forgive me. What's the name of those of dark sides minions? Um, uh, you know oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Parademons, the parademons. parademons. Yeah. Like just all these different like masses of creatures. This one might Wait, be at man. the top, man. Just not on only of, of it's like, what it brings to the table, but the look of it is tremendous. Yeah. I haven't played the game, but it's, it's apparently more frightening in the game. Yeah. And just the concept of this thing, like owning a body and it, the body has no control over it. It's just the fungus is very freaky. Not good at all. Uh, this is so good. This shows a six out of six and I'm, <laughs> I, this is game of Thrones might move, need to move over. And, and I, who'd have thought, who'd have thought we'd say that I, I kind of thought Game of Thrones was going to own this this whole HBO thing for the next decade, and I'm I, not re- I'm not ready to say that. Oh wow, I I I think the numbers. Obviously, I've never watched Game of Thrones, but I think the numbers are showing that the population is saying this is what we want. I think the the difference is is that Game of Thrones started when streaming wasn't as prevalent. There, good point. Fair. Um, if 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 Game of Thrones started now. I think it would blow any record HBO has. Mm. I think the other issue the last of us does have is it has a limited amount of content to go off of at the moment. It only has two games to go off of at the moment. And I assume we're going to get through the entire first game in this first season. Um, And there's no, like there's not a, an extra writer. Um, And I, I, I think that is, that's kind of right now it's Achilles heel is that, Okay, once you get through episode or season one and season two, well, then now now you're not working on people's love for the game. Now you have to make your own story and it has to be just as good as the story that I know from the game. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I think that's I think for these first two seasons. Yeah, they're I think they're going to blow like House of Dragon out of the water. I think I think it does have that kind of power. I wouldn't say like it'll have the same fanfare as like game of thrones could have had if game of thrones started. and i'm not that's not game, a knock game of thrones game started of thrones. oh no i know and you're not a game of thrones guy this, this so is like, not me knocking game of thrones i'm just saying this this appears to be what hbo hbo max has always put game of thrones is like their main thing yeah when you think hbo max it's game of thrones is is their top thing that they're putting that's out their there thing. yeah and then you got barry and a couple other products and projects underneath that I, I think this this is the show they're going to be touting for the next calendar year. You make a great point. This though. is the perfect streaming show. Yeah, yeah. this is the perfect streaming show. It's a video game you can play while you want. You can figure out the ending if you want to figure it out. Right. Similar to Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like the books. Go buy the source material and you can figure it out. But also we're going to make some shifts on it that are going to cause people to be either really excited or really upset. And that's a huge, great Great way to get people to talk about your show weekend. We can. I really hope HBO goes like, "Hey, we can do this with any video game." If Halo, if if sorry, I gave I gave it away. Calm down. But if but if HBO gets a hold of Halo, oh man, I'll be so happy. Yeah, I just don't see Paramount give it doing that. I don't see them ever giving that up. Well, Paramount can kick rocks. <laughs> kick Plus rocks, is, Paramount. Paramount Plus is trash. You had Paramount Plus. Had a chance. They had a chance. They had a shot. They had their shot and they blew it. They had their what, shot what, and they blew it. What game would you want to see them like like what game would you want HBO Max to take outside of Halo? Uh Infamous. If you ever played Infamous. Mm. Hey, did you ever play that? I'm familiar with the game, but I've never played oh, it. Oh no. gosh. Infamous would be one hell of a game to make into a show. And they mm. would have they would have to go top dollar because the CGI would have to be like legit. It would be that Disney issue where like how much money do we put in the CGI because the main character is like a lightning powered protagonist 
or anti-hero. I'm really of. shocked that they made a Mortal Kombat movie. I think a Mortal Kombat show would do way better on a HBO Max. I think so, too. But yeah, but Infamous would Infamous or like Borderlands. Fallout. What about Fallout? Fallout could be an interesting one. Fallout doesn't like Fallout. Does, actually, no, never mind. Fallout has an incredible story they could follow depending on where they wanted to start. Um, but again, that's that's another those probably cost a lot more. But so it would have to be like something they can make popular again and like people will come see and get the right person. So, yeah, HBO Max is the place to do it because they have shown with like things like House of Dragon and, and all the other and Game of Thrones that they will put the money in yeah. if they know their return is coming and if they know if the product is good. And their products so far, when was the last HBO product? Well, I don't know. That's not a good example. I was going to say, when was the last bad HBO product? That Well, it's Velma. That's trash. But that probably didn't cost as much. We're not talking make. about Velma tonight. We're not talking about Velma. We know it's trash. We're moving on. I, I think The Last of Us is really good. I think this is ab- – if you're somebody that is listening to us to kind of dis- – because we've spoiled a couple things, but we haven't talked about a ton. And I'm okay with that because <clears> – <throat> I I think this show is a go see it for yourself show. Yeah. I think I love what they're doing with the opening scenes with um in this one you have uh Christine Hakim playing the scientist in Pakistan. So that opening scene in Indonesia happened 2 days before the events that happened to Joel. Wow. Or that happened yeah. So so it took place on September 24, 20 2003 two days before the premiere episode events forgive me i said indian in indonesia forgive me yep so it, it was like so this lady when she said like bomb everything right now like it was legit like you have to either bomb everything right now or you have 48 hours and everything's going to crap that's that's like that's how like crazy how serious it was and she goes bomb bomb the city and then she's like, I want to go see my family. The shaking of the tea and putting that down was just like great acting. And I think this show, I hope every episode's like that. I hope every episode gives us like a layer back of what happened before. Absolutely. Because, yeah, the first one did too with the talk show. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's 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 show pre-life, but also show how it happened. I think that's such a missed thing with zombie shows. Oh, for sure. The, the whole thing is like the cure, but I love the buildup. The buildup's great too. And you can walk alongside Joel and his story, which everybody knows and appreciates and respects and also build the outer narrative. You talked about a season three here, Robbie, and I'll just, I'll just dive in because I, th- I think right now our expectations are that they're going to land this plane through two episodes. Now there's plenty of time for them to fail here. Yeah. Is your expectation if this does go really well after one season that they renew for a third season and they spend the whole second season trying to figure out what they're going to do? I would assume so because like HBO is not the kind to be like, okay, it's over and then we're going to move on. We uh, with obviously like Game of Thrones. That's the example. Game of Thrones is so good that they were like, hey, let's make House of the Dragon. House sure. of the Dragon is a, also a limited thing, but House of Dragons probably like a four season thing, is what George R. R. Martin said. And by the time that's done. Hopefully the other books of Game of Thrones will be done and maybe they'll just like retrograde the last two seasons of Game of Thrones and they'll give us what we actually should have got. They also have time here because maybe they're like, hey, go make us The Last of Us 3. You guys make us that. We'll get season two out in 2025. Yeah. And then we'll then we'll make season three. So like if they could just they could do that, I think. That's kind of tough. I think there does have to be an end, but it's not. I don't think they want to end at season two. That's not an HBO thing to do. There is no way a Last of Us th- uh, three game is not getting made. That game for sure is getting made. And this is us. We don't. I don't know how the Last of Us two ends. So that's that's another issue. It's like I have no idea how that ends. I don't I don't even know how that well, even if it does end, end. I don't even know if it does end accordingly. Let's hypothetically say it does end with like civilization saved. You could definitely do side stories in the twenty years between the events. Right. You could you could fill a lot of things in and and again that would come down to story and execution and how do you make how do you make these people that care about Joel 
Um, and, and yeah, Joel and, and Ellie, how do you make them care about other people in this universe? That that's a big task, but you got two seasons to do it. You can do it. I'm not saying we need a third season yet. I, I still think we got to get through season one. I want to see these next seven episodes. There are nine episodes total. I want to see these next seven episodes really execute well. The final episode right. will be on March 12th. That'll definitely be a great review for us to talk about. Um, any last thoughts on this? We we talked about Tess's infection. We talked about the, um, the Jakarta incident. Uh, we talked about um, the water scene and the clickers themselves. I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anything like... Firefighters are dead. Like, it, it feels like that yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It feels like that wasn't that much, but like that was a the whole episode, and it was great. Well, it's it, there was a lot of tension. I mean that that the clickers scene of fighting was very. It was a long scene. It was. It really was. Which I loved. I was appreciative of that. Usually, those scenes are quick, and then you're out the door to talk. But no, they extended it out, and they made it. It was. It was a difficult time for them, and you were on the edge of your seat the whole time because you're just like. How are you going to get away from these things? Like, yeah, right. Once you start making any noise and, and they did, it always falls into like the, the TV or, or movie tropes where like you're trying to be really quiet and then you step on a stick or something and they freak out. But like with those things, it's even more terrifying because uh, I think there's a lot of movie magic done when shows have something that looks like a clicker or something that looks scary where you don't really get to see a good look of it. No, no, no. You got to see those things up close and personal, which I which is in just shout out to the hair and makeup team. This show will get an Oscar. And if it doesn't, then the Oscars are rigged like many people think they are. But this show is an Oscar worthy show. Pedro Pascal should be getting an Oscar. That makeup looks tremendous on everybody. It looks really good. Looks really good. I agree. Really good. Let's head over to nerd news. Nerd news. No, I already have a bumper for nerd news. You don't need to sing the bumper. Do you, you have a bumper for nerd news? We've always had a nerd. Hold on. Have you not heard the nerd news bumper? I don't have the bumper for nerd news hold when on, I do I'll, my. I'll show. Oh, no, hold on. I'll, I'll show it to you. We'll listen to it real quick. I don't have a bumper for nerd news. Yes, you do. Hold on. I'm going to show it to you right now. You have a, is it in our. We're going to listen to it. Hold on. We're going to listen to it. It's, it's in there. Hold on. Let me show you. Yes. You ready? I'm gonna play. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Hey Zane, I was looking into getting into this gunpla thing. There's one called the Unicorn. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Um, actually, Jared, what you're thinking of is RX Zero Unicorn Gundam <laughs> Two Banshee, which is from the Mobile Suit. Uh, actually, you know what? It's time for nerd news. There you go. That's the best okay. I, I, I did. I have heard that before. I'm literally not adding. I'm not adding the music now. That was the bumper. Nerd news. It's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. Another shot at Zane. Yeah. Uh, Toby Maguire. What? Have you heard of her? I believe that's a man. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's a man. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Toby <laughs> Maguire uh, today on Marvel.com had an interview. Okay. Uh, this was, uh, was this today? This was today. How about that? It was today at uh, 4.54 today. He had an interview that was done behind the scenes uh, for the upcoming behind the scenes coffee table book, Spider-Man No Way Home, the official movie special. The interviewer asked about his return, to which Tobey Maguire said, when they called initially, I was like, finally, I got the call and was immediately open to coming to do this. Not without nerves, you know. What will this look like and what will the experience be? But to get to show up with this beautiful, talented, creative team and play together, it's just like, yes, it's fun and exciting. He goes on to say, and this is him essentially saying I'm down to come back, is I love these films. I love all these different series. If these guys called me and said, would you show up tonight to hang out and goof around? Or would you show up to do this movie or read a scene or do a Spider-Man thing? It would be a yes, because why wouldn't I want to do that? Is this confirmation that he's coming back for Secret Wars? It doesn't seem like the Marvel thing to just let people go to get away, right? Like Marvel, like we're going to get Tony, like RDJ is going to come back eventually. Chris Evans is going to be yeah, back. Yeah, Chris like, Evans too. Like these yeah. people aren't, these people don't get to get away. Like once you're in that universe, you're in it. And I think any, I think any of them 
any, anyone who's been in any of them could have a chance to be back. So, yeah, I, I think this is a confirmation that he is for sure. We're going to see him again for sure. His willingness is shocking because historically. Well, what else is Toby Maguire doing? What else is Toby doing? Nothing. Robbie, with all due respect, there's not many actors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are doing other things. There's a couple. But for Zoe the most part, Saldana I was say, Zoe Saldana would be one of them. I'm just saying like Robert Downey Jr. is not making a ton of other films. He's in some right. things. He's in an open movie, but like he's he's not making a ton of things. Chris Evans, he did Knives Out, but like Chris Evans has done Knives Out. He's done uh he's done a few things. So Chris Evans, the I Apple, feel the like, Apple show. Yeah, he did the yeah, Apple Chris show. Chris Evans is trying to branch out. Yeah, I think so. But I, I I think for the most part, these guys don't do it and things differently. Jeremy Renner would be the argument too. No, Chris Pratt's the argument. Yes. Chris Pratt is doing anything and everything that anyone wants him to do. Because Chris Pratt knows he's like, I've got a very small window where I'm the guy. He is. Yeah. And he is. Another guy will come around. I feel like his window (laughs) is already closed, but people still think he's the guy. I think he's the guy. You think so? I think he's one of the guys. I think Pedro Pascal's the guy. I think Pedro Pascal's the TV guy. Chris Hemsworth is also in this weird space where he's also the guy because he had that show on like Disney's really in love with Chris Hemsworth. And I watched the show. I don't I don't whatever like limits or whatever it was. His discovering of having the the gene that could give yeah, him Alzheimer's yeah. is fascinating because that's the first time that I've heard heard somebody in this whole situation go, no, I've got a reason to step away permanently. Like I yeah. could see him five years from now go like I'm done and I'm like the only person that's really done it so far is Batista. Batista is the only guy. Oh, that's yeah. Like, no, yeah. He's I'm done. I'm not coming back. Don't even think I'm coming back. Right. And he's actually another one that's actually done a lot of stuff. He thinks he's way better of an actor than he is, though. I agree. I, 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 do, I do, agree. do not think he's that good of an actor. As compa- I, I think he can act, but I don't think he's like the best actor like everybody else kind of gives him credit for. They're like, yeah, I, I can't believe you. he acts so well. I'm like, no, he's a wrestler that has a limited range that gets to be on specific projects and those projects elevate his range. Because right. And he's project. also, he's like limited by like having all his tattoos and having like being, a and being a massive guy. guy. Like, right. Unfortunate for him. If he was like Pedro Pascal size, he's probably getting more work, but you're, yeah, you're limited in that role and that's okay. You got your you got your space. I'm happy to see Toby Maguire is happy to come back though, because I know historically he was the guy that was like, oh, you know, I don't know, need to yeah. do it. Apparently, behind the scenes, he's not the best guy. Um, apparently, behind the scenes, he's meh, whatever. So, but yeah, um, Avatar, uh, the sequel, overtakes Avengers: Infinity War in its rating of uh, money made. You can check out our TikTok account. Robbie actually showed a TikTok of this. Million views, almost. Why are we yawning at that? that? I'm not bored of it. Because you guys hate Avatar, and I'm the only one that's seen it. I don't hate Avatar. I just haven't. I haven't got to review Avatar on this. Do you want to review it right now? Here, go ahead. I could give a quick. Go for it. Let's hear it. Uh, This doesn't seem like this doesn't seem like the type of environment that I want to review. Nobody will let me review it. Here you go. Review it. Am I wrong? It's the you know the biggest movie of the last five four four years since Infinity. Haven't heard an ask. Haven't and heard we ask for it. Haven't reviewed it. Okay, two things. One, you've never since you've seen it gone. I've got to review this. First point. <laughs> so that says what you think about the movie. Okay. I did say. I did say. I think we, you guys, y'all need to go see it. Two. I will watch it when it gets to a streaming platform. That's not. It's. I'm with Isaac on that. I will watch it when it gets to a streaming platform. I'm not going to go pay money to see that. I will say that's a mistake. Okay, and, and 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 I am a little taken aback that you are yeah. holding that stance because we are we, you and I are in agreement that there are movies made for the cinema, Agreed. and this one hundred percent is the most. I am saying this, and this is not a lie. I, it's also my opinion, but it's also not a lie. This is the best movie in three D and at the cinema you will ever see. Until like we get to the next stage of like movie watching experience, there's nothing that comes close. There, like the visual part of this movie was sure. so impactful and so uh, oh, uh, 
jarring it sounds like a weird word but jarring is like the right word like you are confused at the cgi in this movie and you do not know what is real and what is not that's how good it, like you could not pick it out good and i will say i think i think there is a weird balance where the cgi and the beauty of this movie actually is so much better than what the story is trying to portray that it actually weakens what the story is. And I think the story is actually okay. I think they fell into a really bad villain trope. Um, and do you, I don't know if you care about spoilers or not. I actually do. I'm going to say don't spoil it. Okay. So I won't, I won't spoil it, but I feel like they fell into a really bad villain trope. Um, that's going to keep carrying on. And I think that's a huge mistake. And James Cameron is an idiot for going down this road. Um, so that's my biggest gripe. The story is actually okay. Um, there are things that I, uh, about the story and, and that I really loved. Um, but it mainly centered around watching these people just do life and be in this beautiful world around these beautiful creatures, uh, and their, and their connection with them. The story is, is mid i believe was my my saying but the visuals are so good that it launches it the argument has never been the visuals it's clear and evident that the time that's gone into this movie is the visuals my problem with james cameron is he thinks he's god's gift to storytelling and cinematography yeah and that is just it's it makes me not want to see it maybe i am you know what i probably am holding a grudge i'll say i'm holding a grudge sure no, you are i'm holding you a grudge are. yeah cool i'll say it i'm fine with that but I'm not. I'm not going to be bullied into seeing it into the set. Not now that you're you're not trying to bully me. He's the kind of guy that's like, get off your rear end and go see us. Like, no, I'm going to watch it in my house because if the visuals are that good, then I'll see that in my house. And I and you'll probably will. But it, like, I am. I will say I would be interested to see this movie without the 3D. Just to like, is it as incredible? as it was seeing it in 3d. Like, I, I think that would actually be an interesting comparison because in 3d, this movie's it's, it is, it's confusing. Yeah, like it's, it's, incredible. It, it's, an, it's, it's so incredible that I can't even explain it. It, it kind of falls in that, um, uncanny Valley. Like, you know, mm, you know wow. what the uncanny Valley is, yeah. uh, but it's, it's kind of at a weird spectrum of the uncanny Valley because it looks so, real but like it's mm. almost like disturbing how real it looks I, I i don't know if that like it's really hard to explain because i was just while watching this movie i was trying to like figure this out like it looks so good but i know it's not real and there's something off about it um so i i i don't remember exactly what i gave it when i gave it my review on uh in our chat um, but I would give it a 5.5. I would say it is absolutely a wow. must watch. Wow. Um, it is a must watch just be that is such high praise given how much we have like negatively spoken about this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I would give it a five of five and I would say it's a 5.5 movie going experience. Wow. Um, so I, it, that could change if I bring it home and I watch it. I'm like, you know, it's okay. Um, I feel like we're affecting your rating on it. I feel like we're totally our negativity is affecting your rating. You think so? Like, I feel like I, we, think so. I think if we were pumped about it, you no, because it a six. I was because I was negative too. Oh, you think I would give it a six? No, because I was. I, I think if we all, I think if we all are hyped about, I it, I was just the only one willing to actually go to the freaking thing. And we're thankful for you. You're you're a good you're a good infinity. Well, I don't know if you ask Mark. I've just been I've been ostracized by Mark. Yeah, I don't think you should be friends with. I'm the av- I'm the avatar guy now. Yeah, I'm a yeah, big that's avatar. What you are. You're guy. avatar. You're, you're the avatar. Congratulations. You're the avatar I get, guy. I you're- get to be the DC guy and the avatar guy. Oh, that's <laughs> no, no, no. Mark's the DC guy. You're the avatar guy. Kevin, Kevin, come on. Kevin made that that's choice. All, that's all I get is the avatar guy now. That's oh, jeez, Brutal. No, that's that's, a that's good the spot worst. Yeah, I don't like that. Because then I have to be a James Cameron guy, and I don't want that. No, no, no. You're not. A, there's a huge difference between, between being an avatar guy and a James Cameron guy. Okay, I'm glad there's a difference. There, You're not a James Cameron guy. Differences there. I'm going to let you off the hook for that. Okay, good. But I would say it's a 5.5. Go see it in theaters. Stop being a stick in the mud. Uh, okay. I mean, well, everyone else has already seen it in theaters because it's made $2 billion. So it is really just you guys. My family has paid money to see Avatar. My wife went and saw it. You're, oh my gosh. What is wrong with you? 
She loved it. You are holding a ridiculous grudge right now. I told you I, I'm holding a grudge. I will say it's it's childish. I'm being just, a child. You, yeah, you and Isaac. Just and call Mark, me Zane. Just call me you, Zane. You, Isaac, and Mark are being children right And now. Jared. For sure put Jared. No, no, Jared, Jared has a better reason. Jared's reason uh, we're not going to get into. <laughs> I can't adopt Jared's reason. Uh, Jared's reason is the reason I'm not going here. Do you Wait. Do you know Jared's reason? We I know. know he said it on our okay. podcast. He said it on this day in Lee's. Did he? Yes. Go back oh, to this. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't know what we're talking about, go to this Dan Lee's. And yeah. Jared, so Jared, Jared has a legit reason, and I totally respect Jared's reason. I don't respect any of your guys' reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I respect Jared. Respect. I I no longer respect your rating, Avatar guy. Robbie. At, so that <laughs> should be on your bio now for Twitter. Just go ahead and put, I'm an Avatar guy. I'm the Avatar guy. Yeah, so whenever we get anybody that's interested in Avatar, we'll, we'll have them reach out to you. Dude, we're at an hour already, so we need to we need to shut down shop. I thought we were going to do Hot or Snot, but we're not. We don't need to do Hot or Snot. No, we don't. Last question. Uh, the new Shazam Fear of the Gods trailer. Did you see it? When did that drop? Today. Oh, shoot. No, I didn't see that. Okay. Go check it out. Um, I'll oh. review that then real quick. I saw it. Okay. Uh, it's Robbie, I hate to be this guy, but I think it spoiled the whole movie. I'm already at a, this movie is going to be average level. Yeah. So I don't like that. It spoiled it because I am. This is the one DC movie that I'm like kind of grieving. We're losing through this process aside from man of steel. But I think that's a different conversation. That hasn't been said. Um, What? James Gunn hasn't said anything about Shazam. Well, I'm, I'm assuming this, this doesn't matter. I'm hoping that's not the case, but I'm assuming going into it that this is the last time I'll see this rendition of the character. Yeah. So, uh, the trailer was very mid. I'll give it a four out of six. Uh, I really like the music. They, they have been doing some awesome music choices for the Shazam trailers. Yeah, like every Shazam trailer's got great music selection, and they do it again here. Uh, so that was cool. But like, they show a ton of the fighting in this, which is like really, really shocking. Um, it kind of goes through the whole Robbie. I think it legit goes through the whole story arc. Hmm. Also, so I, I'm going to watch I, that I, right after we get off here. I don't now. think I can recommend anybody watches this trailer. I really don't think I can do that. Um, now, now, again, it's the same conversation we had <clears throat> about the Ant-Man trailer, Mark, Me, and Leathers. It, it, maybe I'm wrong, and they're bamboozling me, but yeah, I yeah. don't know if DC in its current state is able to do that. So I think it did show me all of it. So... I would give strong caution to anybody that wants to watch this trailer. If you're okay with being spoiled to it, check it out. But there's some beats that are just yeah. like basically spelled out of what's going to happen in this movie. Unfortunately, there are there are wheels set in motion that James Gunn just can't stop at this moment. So exactly. Like Shazam and The Flash are like, DC has said, no, we're doing them no matter what. Um, and James Gunn doesn't have a choice. So like, I'm not grading anything to be James Gunn's fault until after The Flash movie. And after for clarity, the, for clarity, I agree with you. Yeah. And I do think at this point, because James Gunn's taken over and that they've already said that Jason Momoa is not going to be Aquaman, but they're going to make the second Aquaman movie still, I think is a huge mistake. If you're going to cut things, cut the shit. Like, just like. Got to make that uh, money. Yeah, I, I know. And so maybe maybe we need to say after Aquaman, that's when we go, OK, now is James Gunn like and that's that's our cutoff. Um, so, so anything until then, I mean, I'll go see it because yeah. it's DC and I think there's a chance that Shazam could be an okay movie. The flash I'm Ezra Miller can kick rocks. I like, I liked the first Aquaman. I love Jason Momoa, but the fact that we know that he's not going to be Aquaman after it is a little disheartening and doesn't He'll be Lobo. excited. He'll be he the future Lobo. Perfect Lobo. Great, but, great selection. And I hope that like that they do some sort of multiversal BS and explain it and fix things because it yeah it, it all needs an overhaul. We've talked about this at length. Like if you're if you're DC, just go away for like five years and then come yeah. back. And James they're not Gunn. going to. They're not going to. But James Gunn just make, has such a tough make six to seasons of Peacemaker. Just make six seasons of Peacemaker. <laughs> And then in 2028, we'll get 
you can give us, I don't know, give us whatever you want. Uh, give yeah. us the Flash. Give us Green Lantern. I don't, just give us whoever. Give us Hawkman. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Dude, it's going to be No Name City for for DC. I think there. I think. Gunn I think that is, is the move. move. I think Gunn is just going to pull randos off the street. Well, he's proven that he can do that and makes it work. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I think he'll do that. He goes and if he goes and grabs like Pedro Pascal, he what what superhero would you let Pedro Pascal be? I I wasn't really saying for a superhero, but like, gosh, who would Pedro? Ooh, Elastic Man. Potentially, I I I want him to be a more serious role. I want him in a serious role. I'll be honest with you. That's, That's a little too silly for me. That is a little silly. Dude, I, you know I, what? Just, Pascal would think, actually would I'm actually like randoms. He actually wouldn't be a bad Batman. I know he's older. No, he wouldn't no, be a bad Batman. No, no, I wouldn't think he'd be a bad Batman. No, not not no. He's got that raspy voice. No, he looks no. good in a suit. Come on. Yeah, I love how you're turning around. How you're like, no, I'm not even going. No, I'm looking at my. I'm how looking at my Funko. You? I'm looking at my Funko pops, trying to think of who he could be. Um. I mean, we just got Dr. Fate, but holy crap, he could be a killer Dr. Fate. So Pierce Brosnan is my Dr. Fate. Yeah, well, they already killed him, so. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're going to end the show. (laughs) That's a good segue to end. Uh, Robbie, thank you for coming on and making time for this impromptu episode. Uh, Very excited to be here. Very happy to talk about it. Uh, I love this show, and I love you. I love you, too. Uh, we love you, audience. We love you guys, 3,000, as always. You can check us out on everything that we've talked about today. Uh, TikTok. Robbie's making great TikToks. Check out his face there. He's the face of the Infinity Bros. Discord. Keep the conversation going with us in there. Share some funny memes. Maybe see some spoilers that we could we find. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch. Watch us play video games once in a while. We want you to be part of the Infinity Bros universe. You're invited in. We'd love to do that. Tons of other things are awaiting you in there. All of that is in the link in the show notes. Love you guys 3000. We'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. 